When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Some of his frustrations, obviously, with the defense and, of course, him talking about accountability and him being accountable first and foremost to himself and to his team as far as, you know, in the fourth quarter, not giving up 14 points when your offense is giving you a lead. Um, Wolf, before we get before we dive further into it, I have to make sure for journalistic integrity that I've also done my part and that I messed up. Uh-oh. You see that? I messed up. What would you do? The first pass of Ben's career was to Hines, but his first touchdown was to Antoine Randall. Oh. So I wanted to make sure that I, I got that. For the sake of journalistic integrity, yes, we have to Exactly. Do yeah, we have to do that. So, so I just wanted to make sure we knew that. And it's funny, his second touchdown of his career actually went to Heinz Ward, but the first big pass, which was a fifty-eight yarder, um, that was that was to Heinz. So, I want to make sure. I apologize, L. He's not listening because he's coaching the Detroit Lions <laughs> wide receivers right now. But to everybody out there that remembers that, I apologize. Uh, I was I was in street clothes during that game. Ah, so yeah. So, so you had a good chance I, to watch it. Sure, sure. Because I was definitely that? watching. You know, when you're in street clothes, you know, you either got an injury or you're young, and you you know you don't get a hat. You know, back in my day, everybody got a hat. You know, I mean that was there. If you didn't have a hat, you weren't there. You know, I mean, that's just yeah. the way it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so things have moved on from my time period, obviously. But the fact of the matter is I hated that, you know, like when I got injured, you know, you got to go sit in the press box. Really? Sit in the press box? Are you kidding me? I don't want to sit yeah, in the press no. You know, that's the last part. You just, it, it drives me nuts. But Chuck was always like, if you're hurt, he didn't want you around because it was like he thought you would infect somebody else with injury. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You 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 were the reason why somebody could possibly get injured. Exactly, right, exactly, Come on. right? Well, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, no. Get, get get out of here. But but obviously, hey, coaches have their quirks, right? Yeah, they coaches do. have their quirks. So you just kind of let the coach be and just say, hey, all right, coach, that's what it is. I remember when I had to sit in the press box for uh, up in the up in the um, not the press box, but the uh, the suite. Uh huh. Um, when when I got injured, when I injured my knee. And I, I was so mad because we were playing Jacksonville. Okay. And I was, and so Marvell Smith and I are sitting up and up in oh, this. Oh, you're both uh, hurt. S- 
Yeah, we're both injured. So Trey Essex is playing left tackle, and and Willie and Willie Colon's playing right tackle for mm-hmm. this. And I just remember me and Marvell sitting up, sitting up, in, and we're just like, "This sucks. Yeah, this sucks." Both of us. I couldn't even sit in a chair because my knee was hurting, so I actually had to sit on the steps mm. in the, in the suite because I had to keep my my uh, my knee fully extended. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even sit in the chair, the comfy chairs that were in the suite because my knee was bothering me. And there was a you know there's the wall there right in front. And so my my legs are long, so I couldn't sit. So I tried to sit there sideways, and my hips were hurting. <laughs> so then I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna sit on the steps. I guess so. And then after steps. that, then grab my crutches and, and try and get up. It was it was miserable. Was there plenty so, yeah. of food there? Did you have good food? No, no, no there wasn't. There wasn't really. Um, oh, was that it, disappointing? It was like it was like a player's auxiliary box. And, you know, I didn't know anything about ordering food, and Marvell definitely wasn't ordering food. So wow. it was just kind of one of those things. You just kind of just sat up there. So. So it was miserable on top of miserable. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that that would have been yeah pure misery. I I remember back in my day, you wouldn't even come to the stadium really if you were hurt. You know, I mean, there was a yeah. couple times where I I came to and went to the press box, but you know, for the most part, they just told you to stay home. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, okay. See, but at yeah, least you can have comfort like, food I, there. You 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 can't have comfort food at home. That that is one of the positive things, but. Yeah, no, we weren't we weren't afforded that luxury. <laughs> it was just sitting sit in the misery. Watch the game. Watch the game. You're here to watch football. Watch the football game. That's right. So that's what we did. All right. Well, yeah. mo- moving that's along fun. here, my friend. What um, I, I you know I saw one of the things that was interesting was Kelvin Austin the third who was placed on injured reserve. Remember, but uh, he is eligible to return to practice this week and then play in Sunday's game in Buffalo. Should that happen, that's another thing that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike addresses that at the uh, press conference today. Well, him and DeMonte KZ, um, right. both of them have that eligibility. And, man, you talk about another spark, putting a speedster on the field like that. Ooh. That definitely changes the dimensions of what is possible for this team. So, yeah, I would. I, I can't wait to hear. I mean, like you said, he, uh, the Mike Tomlin press conference is coming up after – our show so that a boy that's the way to be a professional you know once again you gotta you gotta gotta pay the tease gotta pay the tease baby gotta do it gotta do it (laughs) absolutely but you know that's the interesting thing yeah uh calvin austin damani kz it'll be interesting to see where they're at and you know because again that we have not seen that young man's speed since uh, up at saint vincent but man it was a plenty when you saw him open things up on the field Oh, I mean, it was a thing of beauty. And it, I mean, think about how, how frustrating he was actually getting under DeMonte KZ. That DeMonte, remember, remember the drill going towards the baseball field? It was, um, it was a going in drill. Right. And Calvin also was running. And DeMonte KZ just cleaned him up across the edge before they even had shoulder pads on. Right, right. Because he was mad that just, just Calvin was just everywhere. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's funny that both of those guys are now eligible to return because they they were guys that, that were so exciting during training camp, and you want to you you know you want to see if that skill set can be utilized. Now, granted, we've we've also had Stephen Sims sitting on the sidelines. That's true too, um, as a healthy scratch as well. And you remember that I know we brought Gunnar Olszewski in to be this All Pro Pro Bowl punt returner, but two fumbles, two fumbles. That's um. Two fumbles. That's, that's not good. 
you want, so that would be one I would be interested to see if somebody brings up that question. If if you're going to start looking at Steven Sims as a possible return guy for you, well, I know another another one that I would I that I like. I really like what we've seen with Demarvin Leal, you know, and I know that Isaiah yeah. Loudermilk has not been getting a hat, which I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that um, they're disappointed in what he's doing. I think. I think he's been coming along and, and doing well, but the necessi- necessity of trying to come up with something different in light of T.J. Watt being down, I mean, you got to manufacture some pressure and some play from those, you know, his position. And Malik Reed is he's a regular outside linebacker. You know what I mean? He's just one of those guys. He comes along, and in, in the past, he's shown the ability to be able to get to the quarterback on a, about every other game sort of you know rotation he's not one of the he's not going to put up huge sack numbers and stuff like that but I love the fact that you can also use DeMarvin in one of that elephant end on the weak side type of thing you know where he he can just be a wrecking ball you know I watched him on one of those uh one of the counter traps you know where 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 they you know they pull the backside guard and they pull an H back or something they come along and he just went in there and just kind of wailed and jammed everything up like uh you know, like the plumbing just went bad. I mean, <laughs> that yeah. he, he backed he backed that trap up like it was. Yeah, he he looked like he was trapping the trapper. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I I think that and that's something that you want to see, right? You want to continue to figure out what his ceiling can be because at training camp we're like, ah, he plays a little high. We don't really know how he fits. You know, he's playing this three right. four DN. It's going to take some time, but I think. Through tragedy and the loss of of T.J. Watt, we've now discovered what DeMarvin Leal can do and what his skill set range is. And that's why I talk about, you know, even in the midst of adversity, the fact that we're one and three, there's still some bright spots, right? There's still some, some, some good things to lean on and to continue to explore further. And I think that this early setback is going to lead for better things come the second half of the season because guys have been pressed into service ahead of time and guys have gotten a lot of a lot more reps than they would have gotten had things just gone copacetic right and i think that's what continues to build the framework and the fiber of this team because it is a very young team for all intents and purposes especially offensively and this is this is that phase that we don't like to think about but it's something that we've come a little bit more familiar with as guys start to age out, as guys start to show signs of wear and tear. You want to be able to ha- be able to still roll in fresh young guys, but also <clears throat> those guys not be as green, not as wet behind the ears coming into this um, situation that if they are promoted, if they are given expanded roles, it's not a shock to their system because they've been getting these reps all along. It's kind of like what Dan Moore went through last year. Najee Harris, Pat Fryer moved, right? As true rookies getting snaps right out the gate. And we now look at where Pat Fryermuth is. We look at how Dan Moore is progressing. We know what Najee is. And those guys benefited greatly from those opportunities that were given to them. And I think that's the same with DeMarvin. DeMarvin is benefiting from the opportunities given from him, and he's making those splashy plays. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that this young man's upside is 
he's totally capable of being the wrecking ball that right now <laughs> he kind of calls himself. And I, I, I look at it, you know, maybe he's going to get more snaps. I also look for the fact that uh, at some point in time that Isaiah gets an opportunity to come back and be able to contribute as well. This young man, I, I, I see, um, you know, the possibility of him doing some very good things in the future. I thought he'd made some another jump coming back into camp. He's strong. He's gotten bigger. Um, I, you know, and I, the opportunities have not been there because of uh, the T.J. Watt thing. But uh, I certainly hope he just stays with it and keeps working because um, I think that young man's got a real upside. I mean, when you're six seven, you can push the pocket. When you're six seven and able to play with a low pad level like he has shown and able to take on the double team, then he gets a good lockout with that good lean and can throw the hip into that double team and so forth. You know, that's all good stuff. You want to make sure that he's able to um, continue working on that and be, and be uh, you know, and to excel at that. I mean, but right now you got Larry O over there, and Larry O is doing a pretty good job. Larry O, Larry o is definitely – playing as advertised I'll, I'll say that much yeah. i mean he is he is he is playing with a vigor and and, and vigor and a, you and a, say and i like that vigor vigor plays with vigor and and, <laughs> and a nastiness yeah that uh we can all appreciate and and um you know he he's definitely provided some some great some great plays already um in his career here with us and you see why the steelers went out and got him I think that was the other thing is that he is he has truly acquitted himself very well and happy to have him because I think he also provides a much needed defensive spark um, when necessary for the defensive line and you know like I said getting in the backfield against Cleveland being able to affect and disrupt um, in this last game he's doing some really good things he is doing some good things and you know what he is a, he's a physical dude. You know, I mean, he's just one of those guys. He comes off, and again, with the low pad level, has a good lockout, very strong. I mean, when you you stand behind him, this guy's got a backside. I mean, he's wide and strong and powerful. You know how you got that? You got to have that good power pack. You know, your drive blocker. That's what you know. We used to have offensive line. We used to talk about. Yeah, he's about two axe handles across the backside. That's how they. T- that's how they measured. All right, how's your power pack? I'm about two two axe handles. <laughs> You know, <laughs> hey, hey, li- li- listen, listen, axe handles, uh, bus seats, whatever you need to measure, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm a seat and a half. I mean, I, I, You're but a seat I, I don't and a half, I, are you? I, I don't necessarily have axe handles to measure uh, my backside. <laughs> you're you're a, li- a little bit bigger own. than me. Yeah. <laughs> just a smidge. Just, just a, a smidge. smidge you know? Yeah. You know, you know, as Southwest likes to say, I, I am, I am, I am a customer of size. Oh, oh, uh, is that what they say? Yeah. Is that what they call it? That, that's a polite way of saying you're large. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. All right. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back. And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster seems to be thinking a lot about, um, I don't know, throwing a little shade towards P- Pittsburgh. We'll tell you about it when we come back. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Carolina shows blitz. Shotgun snap. He pumps. He fires it down the field. A man wide open. Running with the football. Juju. He's at the 25-20. 15-10. He's into the end zone. 
for a 75-yard touchdown pass. Roethlisberger to Smith-Schuster. While discussing Smith-Schuster's move after five years with the Steelers Sunday Night Football sideline reporter, Melissa Stark quoted the former pro bowler thusly, Juju Smith-Schuster told me this week it's awesome to have an offensive-minded coach in Andy Reid. He has learned more in the last few months in Kansas City than he did in all five years in Pittsburgh. He said, Reed makes you see the whole field. He answers the why. He gets you to understand how to read defenses. And he said one of the coolest things, this is what I think really kind of stood out to me, one of the coolest things Reed does before every game, he says, just let your personality out. He said, there's nothing better that a coach can say. So I, I just wonder, and I haven't been keeping up with Juju. I just found it kind of interesting uh, that he referenced that. And I just wonder, has Juju been logo dancing in Kansas City? I, I haven't heard anything. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think he's now less um, obsessed with his TikTok brand or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, at the same time, he also has a different role. Um, you look at him in, in Kansas City, he's not the primary option. Mm. And I think, you know, he now knows fully that, hey, you're not a number one receiver. Um, I think that was him subjugating himself to that by taking the Kansas City deal. And, you know, it, it is frustrating to hear a player say that. But, you know, once again, it's his experience. The question is whether he took full advantage of learning the offense when it was presented to him. I Good think that's point. the other thing. You know, it, it's one thing if they're actually teaching it versus are you receiving what they're teaching? Mm -hmm. um, or are you more uh, concerned with trying to keep up with the Antonio Browns of the world, trying to work on your social media image and branding and all that other BS? Um, that's the other thing that I question about it. So, you know, Tyreek Hill also said that Tua Tonga-Vailoa was the most accurate quarterback he's been around after being with Patrick Mahomes. So, really? I mean, th this, this, this is what we, this is the era we're coming in. You know, it, it, it's, hey, you know, the X is my ex, so I'm going to talk badly about my ex and talk really great about my new girlfriend. You know, I mean, that's what I've come to expect. But, you know, you, you, would you – I mean, here's the thing, Wolf, and you've seen a lot of them. Would you pick Tua Tagovailoa over Patrick Mahomes to, if you had a chance to start your own franchise? Which one would you pick oh, to start the franchise? Oh, let me think about it. Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And yeah. I can't get it out fast enough yeah. for 500, Bill. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, come on, get out of here. Get yeah. out of here. And so, so, that, so th it's like, so those are the things I just, they're preposterous things, but I get you want to go ahead and, and make your new team feel like you're all the way in. And this is one of the things. You got to rag on the old team to make your new team kind of kind of buy in, kind of earn your stripes. Right. Earn the trust of everybody involved. So I, I look at Juju and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss you, bud. Yeah, it's well, you know I think when I I went to Minnesota I, I felt no no urge to throw any what do they call it throwing shade at, at Pittsburgh yeah. why I had the greatest ten years of my life here you know what I mean it was just it was a dynamite thing it was just time to move you know it, it happens to everybody yeah. you know at some point in time you either move another place or you move out of the league you know it's it is and I just I've never understood people unless. There was a real confliction, which I didn't see any real conflict here other than the fact that he was insistent upon that logo dancing thing, which I don't care what anybody says. You know, it made him a target. 
You know, you remember Cincinnati that, yeah. that one game? Mm-hmm. There was no doubt when he went out. I think it was Cincinnati. When he went out and he was doing the logo dancing, and they lit him up on a crossing route. And I, I remember it was like thunder. You know, I mean, people were just, yeah. you know, really, they were really getting antsy about him. The other players, other teams were, you know, getting irate over what he was doing, you know. I mean, it's not like it was the first time ever. I, I remember Terrell Owens standing on the Dallas Star at uh, – you know, at their, their old stadium, Texas Stadium. You know, remember that? And then, you know, started a near riot out on the field. I mean, these things, you you have to understand what you're doing. And, you know, dissing opponents, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's it's a necessary thing to do. Yeah, no, it, it, it isn't. And it's so easy to just kind of just let things go aside. Yeah. You know, just I mean, really? you don't have to answer every question. You don't have to answer every question. I mean, do, just face it. We as media would love for you to answer every single crazy question that we may ask you, but at some point, you have you have to just shrug some of those questions off, right? I mean, you've got you've got to have some decorum and also realize that you know you're kind of, you're kind of bagging on the town that really gave you your start, right? And and listen, and a lot of people you. bought Juju Swift, yeah. yeah, and still wear your jerseys to this day, but don't sit here. And piss on it because it didn't go the way that you thought it was supposed to go. And yes, Juju did some great things in the community here sure. um, in Pittsburgh. You acknowledge and that. was a very likable guy, and we acknowledge that. But also, don't don't because you're gone. Don't just start, you know, just 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 spilling out crazy stuff out your mouth. Just let it be. Hey, I had a great time in Pittsburgh, but you know what? I'm learning a lot of new things here in Kansas City, and it's just it's great to have a fresh start. That's all you had to say. Right. That's it. That's it. I just gave you what you needed to say, Juju. Um, but to go in and say, oh, well, I learned more in the first five weeks than I did in five years. I mean, come on. Nobody needs to hear that. And frankly, you believe success while you were here. Do you believe that? No. no. I don't believe no. that. I, I think you're just making stuff up to sound like, um, you know, you, you your move was, was uh, a great move for you. And, uh, you know, you, you don't need the, the other guys because, you, you know, you move on to greener pastures and you're more appreciated, more loved and all that thing. That's just, it's a shame, you know, because I, I think the, I thought yeah. the world of Juju, you're right. He did some really great things in the community and I wish he would have just left it at that because that's the way to, to leave it. You know I mean? Cause you never know in today's game, you, you could be back, you know? I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. Who was it that just went back to what was it Baltimore? Somebody they picked up somebody. It's it's the second or third time he's he's been there. You know, I mean, you keep bringing people back. It's like, you know, it's like mate. You know, uh, our punter. Uh, I'm Barry, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, if he's throwing shade from down under. <laughs> And and he's yeah. been back a couple of times, you know. I mean, I don't think it, it wouldn't be a very good landing spot for him, you know. No, absolutely not. And you would say we need to go elsewhere um, to figure out what, you know, what what we need in this in this team. And but if you're a good person, you're a guy that was well respected and and, lo- and beloved by this team. Yeah, you're you're gonna get another. And, and the coaches like you a whole lot. Yeah, you'll get another shot. You'll get second life, so to speak. But you you start talking this type of craziness, and yeah, yeah just, it's like you know what? Yeah, it was a good career, bud. It was a good career. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, start, you, you find you find a lot of other phrasings to to talk about, guys, and and that and that's one of the things I hate. It's unfortunate. 
You know, you never want to burn a bridge. No. Um, you know, but not in this world. Like, 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 like another individual that we shall. He's more so he shall not be named because he keeps yeah. popping up in the media. Yeah, but that guy will never come back here. Yeah, no, that's not yeah. a good thing. But one thing I'll say for Juju, at least he's in a town where they got some of the greatest uh, pulled pork they and uh, and uh, barbecue. <laughs> Jack Stacks, baby. You got to love him. See, I, I, I'm a Gates barbecue guy, Wolf. Oh, wait a minute now. Uh, that's just me. Hold on. Who's this? Gates? What's that? Gates, yeah. Where, where's Gates? Gates? Gates barbecue? Where's that? Gates, Gates is right there in Kansas City. Yeah. I'm, I have not been to Gates because remember when we were there last year, what did we do? We did uh, Jack Stacks, didn't we? Because because we had to order it online. Well, that yeah. Was, and was, you were the only one that could order because yeah. you're, you're the only one that had technology. I was, like yes, that. I was also the only one who could order. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I was like correct. your shadow. You order it. You're sitting there. You're, you're ordering. I'm like, I follow you all over the place. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. I'm ready. It's like so, Max. So Max, when is it coming? When's it when coming? Is it coming? What, what did you? What does you? What does that device in your hand say for timing? Now I'm hold go to the restroom. Now, hold is it going to come in that time? Yeah. If we're talking food this week, it's got to be wings and Saturday night. All right. That well, that is true. That we, is true. We, we got way late here by you know discussing some things that happened last year. I'm licking my chops yeah. already for Saturday night, baby. Wes, Wes, if you'd seen me in Kansas City, though, I was like Max's shadow. He's ordering the food. I'm like, when's it coming, Max? When's it coming? You were like, you were like my dog when I'm in the kitchen <laughs> cooking yeah. something. You oh my god! And then, and, then, and then afterwards, it was funny because we're we're down in the lobby at this little like small little end table, like divvying up like the bread and the pickles <laughs> yeah. and the onions. And barbecue sauce. Do you want spicy or do you want original? You know, there's hey, you a got sweet six one here of too. Sausage and I only got four. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We we're, were eyeballing yeah. each other's uh, divvy ups there. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, how'd you get burn ins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good yeah. time. Yeah, yeah it no was. That was a fun time. Oh, it was very yeah. good. But, since but yeah, you're, no, you're right. You're right. Wings, wings are on the menu, though, Wes. Yeah. Don't worry, Wes. We, we will make sure you're taken care of. There's, there's. <laughs> uh, let's see, Duff's too. I mean, they got a lot of Santoro's yeah. wings. They got Buffalo's. Just so I did good. some. I did some advanced scouting for okay. us, fellas, as I as I tend to do. Um, Duff's is pretty far away. Closest one's like a 25 minute ride, but there is an Ooh. anchor bar right up the road from the hotel. Oh, oh. Well, it's not the anchor original. Bar, the original, original though. I'm not. Well, I'm not. Can, I'm not a Buffalo expert, so I would have to turn that over to you, Mr. Yeah, Wolf. I think. I think it's. I, they're now. I, they've franchised uh, the uh, Anchor Bar. Kind of like Permanis. Yeah. It's there's a there's a. I think as far as I know, there's several in the Buffalo area, but that's where it all started. I mean, that's. You know, boy, I wonder if I'd knock out another tooth. Man, that'd be a bummer. <laughs> Wolf. But, I mean, at least you you do it in glory, though, Wolf. In glory, yes. You go down in flames. Wolf, did I tell you yeah, my, exactly. my, my Anchor Bar Syracuse story? No. Tell me. My freshman year of college, this would have been the 2010 March Madness. Uh, me and some buddies went up to watch WVU in the opening weekend. They were playing up in Buffalo. We went to Anchor Bar before the game, right? And we're all decked out in our WVU stuff, obviously. And there was a huge table of Syracuse alumni who were in there because the Syracuse had played in the morning session, so their game was over. So we were kind of doing some pre-gaming. They were doing some post-gaming. They're, they're ribbing us. They're giving us grief, right? Mm-hmm. We go to order, and our waitress says, uh, that table over there, they just ordered you guys 100 wings. No. So this table of Syracuse alumni, we sit down, and, you know, this is old Big East days, too. They're, they're ribbing us, WVU Syracuse, having right. fun, welcome to town. 
they got up and left. They paid for 100 wings for us college freshmen, us 18- and 19-year-olds, uh, without even saying anything to us as they were leaving. So I was uh, – I was that was my only Buffalo experience, and I got a uh, hundred wings at the Anchor Bar with my boys, and all paid for by some very nice Syracuse alumni. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's good to know that the the, the Cuse they were uh, you know investing in the youths. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the Cuse. I have been to the, the original Utes. Anchor Bar. I mean, you know, if you know the story that um, the the Bellasimos they owned it, and on a Friday night back in the '60s. Uh, some of uh, the the, the uh, younger Bellasimo's uh, friends were coming over, and so the senior, the father, said, uh, "How about make whipping up some food?" And that's what the missus did. She came up with the concoction of wings, you know, and she mixed up that Frank's hot sauce and butter and deep fried and everything else. Came out with the chunky blue cheese. You got yourself uh, the celery and carrots. She put it all together, and history was made, man. That's that 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 now that now that is that's a story that just brings a tear to your eye, doesn't it? Doesn't, isn't that beautiful? You know, it, have it you ever beautiful. had like nuclear wings? Those are that's brutal. See, people go I like crazy. Nuclear wings. You like I, they get too high. Well, years ago, I used to go nuclear. Okay, as a young man when I was in my twenties, and Tunch always used to say to me, he goes, "You know, you're going to pay for that someday." I'm like, well, yeah, right. You know, I'll worry about it later. Well. Later has come. <laughs> you know? Later, later is here. <laughs> later is now here. You know, and it's like I can't quite go that nuclear stuff anymore. Because um, back in the day when I was in Syracuse, I, I in the off season I would I bounced at a few joints. You know how it is to make a few bucks. And so the cook oh, there yeah. always had a deal. He said, if I make you wings, and he said you got to eat them all. Or if you can't, then you got to pay for them. He says, but if you can eat them all, I'll pay for them. And by golly, I, I ate everything he threw out there, man. And I'll tell you, I suffered on a I few nights. Say you went to town. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I was not about to have to pay for it. You know, on that, uh, you, when you're in college, you, you know, you got five bucks to your name. It's like you can't afford it. No, absolutely. L- listen, you, you, go, you go all in there, Wolf. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just what it is. You it's know like it. it it's a constant. I mean, that, that no, I, I completely agree, and I concur with that assessment. Yeah, if it's free, give me three. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, I think it's about time to move on, my friend. It is time to move on. We, we have regaled everyone with uh, tales of yore and food and wings. Um, you know, when we come back, let, 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 let's, let's round out the show, you know, kind of prepping ourselves for some things that we're looking forward to um, hopefully getting answered in the Mike Tomlin press conference of things that might be adjusted uh, when we come back here on the broadcast. But I just want to make sure we continue to point out to everyone that if you miss any of, uh, of any of our shows or you want to get our shows um, on demand and you want to you want to rewind this, especially hearing the Anchor Bar history story as told <laughs> as narrated by Craig Wolfley. <laughs> Um, the toothless one. Uh, you <laughs> can go on the ceiling. He's throwing shade yeah. at me, Wes. Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's all good. One. That, that might stick for a little while, I tell you. That one hurt. <laughs> Don't worry. You're getting to a dentist. I know. Yes. No, it's all good. It's all good. But, um, yeah. But, you know. Also on this day, we do have the Steelers Weekend Review hosted by our very own Wes Euler, who you just heard um, on this show. 
He does that. It drops today. Stan Saverin also had the godfather of Pittsburgh sports also has his podcast dropping every Tuesday and Thursday um, as well on the Steelers mobile app, iHeartMedia app and wherever else you catch podcasts. So just want to point you in that direction. But like I said, we're going to step aside, pay a couple bills. And then when we come back, little thoughts and curations before the end of the show, before we toss it into the Tomlin press conference. You're listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I'm not going to talk extended as we sit here. We did what we needed to do to put ourselves in position to win this game and um, to do it again. Um, But I like to just keep it where we are in terms of what transpired here today. We'll deal with next week, next week. Well, next week is here because it's Tuesday and it's press (laughs) conference day for Mike Tomlin. Oh, how it changes, right? We've turned the page. It's on to Buffalo and... You know, Coach Tomlin's going to have to answer a lot of questions, a lot of questions about Kenny Pickett coming up, a lot of questions about Mr. Trubisky's future. Um, you know, what are some of the things you're anticipating learning from this press conference um, that will take place very shortly after we get off these here airwaves? <laughs> well, what, number one, of course, is going to be what we've been talking about, and that's going to be the decision uh, on what, what you're going to do going forward. Now, is he going to um, kind of – make it murky waters and not give you a clear answer who knows you know you, you just don't know i i would think you know it's going to be the kenny show but we'll we'll, we'll see uh he's going to break down the the buff uh bills and uh you know one of the things that's going to be interesting think about it the bills started off by whooping the tight uh the um rams and the titans by big margins you know scoring a lot of points uh, but now they lost at miami and they uh had a late comeback against uh baltimore so during that time, uh, Josh Allen has gone from averaging 8.9 yards per attempt in the first two games, that, which is unbelievable, really, down to 6.2 in the next two. So that and his completion percentage has dropped from 75% uh, percent to 62%. Um, it, you know, now you gotta get, we're going to have to get in the lab and find out what you know, they're doing to create uh, that sort of drag on Josh Allen because they're slowing him down. You know, and so probably you're going to hear some questions about how the Bills, as he breaks them down, are looking, and, and maybe there's a difference between the first two games and the last two games and see what's going on. So those are just a few thoughts that are running through my gourd. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, you've, you've got to talk about kind of that decision and, and how does that decision look without giving away too much to the opponent and giving right. fodder to them to game plan. But I, th- I think you're absolutely right. You know, what is going to be the key to stopping the Bills' offense because it has been stymied the last couple of weeks? What can you draw from the previous two games that they've played and opponents to figure out what it is? I have a sneaking suspicion it's also teams being able to be more aggressive mm-hmm. with Josh Allen mm-hmm. because their offenses can keep up with the scoring. So... Now, how do we transition that? Because our scoring is not consistent. <laughs> right. And right. you're also now inserting a brand-new quarterback leading this offense. Now, the good thing that you do have is you have anonymity 
because all you have is a half of football right. to look at for Kenny Pickett to try and figure out what he does as, as opposed to Mitch Trubisky, you'd have three and a half games to prep for. So I think that's going to be a very interesting X factor, and I'll, I'll be looking to see what the McDermott press conference uh, entails as well today um, to see what if he gleans any nuggets um, – you know, fr- from his talk, if we well, if we can glean any nuggets from what he's talking about. Um, but, you know, I think that's a big one. I think I think addressing the injuries and also activations and they got injuries too, to Max, be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Their secondary, their secondary has got some issues. And that's why teams, I think, have been able to score on them and also put them in these tight ball games is because the defense can't be as suffocating. You know, if you don't have guys on the back end, that pass rush. Um, it's not as effective. You kind of eliminate Von Miller from the equation. Um, you eliminate Phillips and, and company and all those guys that they brought in to really compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's, that was the defense they were building. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're getting the ball out, you're starting to look like the Chiefs defense, right? I mean, that was a big issue for the Chiefs for a long time was the uh, defensive line pressure. And then, right. of course, you got Frank Clark and Chris Jones, and that kind of changed it. And I think that's what the Bills are kind of figuring out is, Okay, go get Von Miller. Let's go get some, go go get some other major guys, and it's going to be uh, very interesting um, to see how that all shakes out. But one other thing I want to focus on, Wolf. Um, what are we going to focus on, Max? <laughs> is I, lo- I love I love how you do it because you, you have a. It's almost like it's a true, like just inquisitive knowledge, and I appreciate that. There you, you know? go. Yes, I, I, we we need to know. I need to know. <laughs> yes, exactly. How are we? How 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 do you think we're going to address um, penalties this game uh, from the previous games? Meaning, offensive, well, yeah, ineligible receivers downfield type of type of stuff, stuff that can be prevented in schematics and practice. I mean, how do you go about that process? Well, number one is you're going to see the zebras probably on the south side. You know, you're, they're they're going to have the refs down there and uh, at practice. I, I would think, just because it's always to me, you know, whenever the, the referees are there, it just makes you aware, more aware of your fundamental, uh, the fundamentals that you have to employ week in, week out, day in, day out, that sort of thing, you know. And so when they're standing there, you start to think about it just because naturally when you see those jerseys and you see the, the flags, you're like, oh, oh <laughs> got to pay attention here. Um the other thing is, um, I, I really think you know there's got to be something done with uh, the linemen getting downfield. I know that there's RPOs, and those RPOs are impactful. They can be you know great weapons, but if you have a problem where I don't know you, the long mesh points on the handoff, and then uh, you, you maybe you let one window slide by as a quarterback, and you throw into the second window or, or something else, um, that, that puts a lot of problems uh, on the offensive lineman. You know what I'm talking about. Because, you know, you get in a game and you go, all right, it's a two count and then go. Well, some guys count 1,001, 1,002. Now, if you're under stress, it might be 1,001, 1,002. Go. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things where, <laughs> yeah, it picks up pace for you. You know what I mean? Like the screens. You sit there and go, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Well, what if all you get out is one miss, two miss? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of those or, things where, or, you, yeah, go ahead. Or what if you get Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi. I mean, right. that, that's yeah, exactly. It's like, wait a second. Yeah, exactly. You're like, uh, no, the count needs to be a little bit different than that. No, you have to say Mississippi because that 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 means it's a second. You're like Mississippi. Okay, yeah. there we go. I got out. I got out. I did what I was supposed to do. 
well, it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah. And I think, hey, look, I, I truly believe I would love to see the screens coming back. You've got a, a Buffalo defense at home that's going to be a swarming defense. They're going to come after you. you got some issues. They, they've lost cornerback Tredavious White and, they, and their, their safety. I really like Micah Hyde. Well, they're both on injury yeah. reserve. You know what I mean? And you got Jordan Poyer's got he's got a, a a foot injury going on, so you wonder about that. Um, and you also didn't have Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips, a couple of guys on the defensive line, so they've got some bang up issues too. But I I, I still think you know things were of the nature when you got um, you know situations where you could throw a screen pass. Uh, that to me, that those are big because uh, at when we and, and you're in somebody else's house and it's all kind of. You know, people are going crazy. I mean, there's a lot of juice there. And uh, if you can get, get some of that screen game going, I think it's beneficial. Yeah. No, I, I would love to see that, Wolf. Well, hey, Wolf, we're, we're going to step aside because Mike Tomlin my press conference. So, I know, I know. That <laughs> maybe next year we can talk them into a three-hour show. But I do want to <laughs> remind okay. everyone, every episode we do is available for you to download, subscribe through the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find podcasts. Uh, it's been fun today. We're now going to toss you live to the Mike Tomlin press conference after this. You've been listening to Craig Wolfley, Max Starks, and Wesley Euler, a little bit. You've been in the locker room here on SNR and ESPN Radio. Have a great day. We'll talk tomorrow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.